Dating Skills Review. The central source for dating advice for men presents Dating Groove Insider. Hi, this is Angel Donovan, and today I'm in NYC in a slightly noisy cafe. Sorry for that, with David Wigan. Hi, David. Wigan. <laughs> that's all right. Everybody oh, Wigan. Sorry, man. Yeah, that's all right. Everybody always did that. It's it, it's it's like this curse, you know. It's funny. It's like the Y is there, but yet people will go for the I, and it, it's a very interesting dynamic. Right, you know, right. I've heard it my whole entire life, and you know what? I don't even care. I go just by my first name anyway. Yeah. It's so much easier. I just lose a last name just to be called David and call you, it You can't day. fight the trends. Nah, you can't fight it. I mean, you know, <laughs> last name I've heard for so long. So, yeah, and we are in. We're in the W Hotel in New York. It's, I've always loved this hotel. Yeah, it's nice. Except like, whenever I go to look at rates, it's like, you got to be kidding me. Right. You know, well, Union Square has got a nice area, too. It's a room. It's a bed. Priceline, hot wire will get you that four star for two hundred bucks. You know yeah. that looks exactly like you know the room looks exactly the same. So there's a good tip for the guys. All right, well, uh, great. What we first wanted to do is just talk about what David Wigan uh, isn't into compared to all the other guys out there because he's a little bit different. So like. David, you know, what are the kind of things that you're against, um, you know, you, you don't like to talk about and you don't think guys should be doing? I'm against routines. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, I've been, I was brought up by a very cool woman and I had very cool women, you know, her her friends always, were, you know, taught me a lot of stuff when I was 16, 17 and 18. And I got to tell you, lines and routines are, are ridiculous. Women can smell it just by the way you carry it off. And what happens is beginners will, you know, try to memorize these lines. So they go over there, and a woman is all about energy. It's about connecting. It's about a feeling. It's about an emotion that she has when she's really in, in your in your presence. And when you throw a line out on her, and you stand there and wait for her to come back, she knows that you're doing that. She feels that you're doing that. So I'm so against all these guys that go, let's use the A1 approach and the B2 follow-up and the C17 close. It's yeah. like you're mechanical. You look like an idiot. And the fact of the matter is, even if you can get the phone number, you've left nothing of yourself behind. So you haven't really bonded with her. You haven't really created any emotion in her. You haven't shared anything about yourself. So what happens is maybe you get the phone number from a drunken woman or a low self-esteem girl, right? And then you call her up. She doesn't even know who you are. And nine times out of ten, she'll never call you back because really, she only gave out her number because she was having a pretty bad day, a pretty bad week in dating. And the very next day, she was at a farmer's market, and some guy looked at her when she dropped the tomato, and he goes, you're a klutz, man. Did you bruise that tomato? Let's check it out, right? And he got her right in that moment that she was looking for, that serendipitous moment. So I'm so against routines. I'm so against excuses, you know, that these guys have these diseases they've created. Like what was an excuse? Like approach anxiety. Oh, okay. come on, it's not a disease, okay? Right. It's a manifestation in your mind. Nobody has, you know, approach anxiety. It's just, it's just the excuse that you love to hang on to so you don't have to go and fail. And right. another thing, too, is that, you know, what I really despise are these men, these man boys that sell these systems, you know, that that a guy thinks, you know, it's going to be 100%, it's really going to work, right? You can attract any woman. Bullshit. There's something called chemistry out there in this world, okay? Right, right. There, there's odds in life. You know that. If you're in sales, do you meet 10 people and close 10 people? No. If you're playing football, 
If you complete 60% of your passes, you're in the Hall of Fame. Baseball, three hits out of 10 at-bats. You're rolling right now, right? But yet, when it comes down to meeting women, the guys think it has to buck all the odds and all the trends, and they think that there's like this magical pill that's going to allow them to walk up to any woman and every single woman's just going to get wet in the pants and ooze with sexuality because this guy stepped into their presence at that very moment. Bullshit. Learn yourself. Learn who you are. Get inner confidence and you know what's going to happen. Then you're going to create chemistry and it's going to be real and then you're going to meet people instead of just this desperate feeling that most guys have. God, I look at the streets in New York and I can smell desperation. I go to a bar and I see desperation. That's great. So you call this the natural approach, right? Is that, is that kind of what? I call it being confident because there's okay. a lot of people now selling the natural approach. You know, you don't sell natural approach. You okay. gain confidence, and that's right. something that people feel out. I mean, you know a confident person when they walk in, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, whether it's a five-year-old child, whether it's a dog. You know, you know, if the dog's walking down the street and the tail's up in the air, there's a confident dog. If the dog's got its shoulder slump and the tail between its legs, there's an insecure PUA dog, okay? Right. So... What it is, is it's confidence. If you can't develop confidence, fall in love with yourself, believe in who you are, then you know what? You're just going to attract a low self-esteem woman like yourself. You're going to attract an insecure woman like yourself. You're going to date somebody who drives you crazy, who's needy like yourself. And you know what? You're just going to go through a series of lessons till you finally figure out that no routine ever really works and you have to develop your own confidence and believe in yourself. Because right. I truly believe that every single person is a unique, incredible individual and that's what people need to realize that we're individuals these were great points uh, I totally agree with all of them um, and I was reading date to, date to win before this just to get an idea of you know, what, what you're talking about and there was a lot of all this stuff about confidence and everything in it you just told me that you, you, you've updated it recently um, so what I'd like to do is talk a bit about some of, some of the good stuff in there. Now, what I liked about um, Date to Win in, in the beginning is I think it's great for someone who's just getting into this because of this kind of step-by-step -step approach. You introduce it to his own limitations and what he thinks about himself, and you're, you're kind of trying to push him to look at his dating life and think about what he needs to change. Can you kind of give us a bit of the mindset? You know, it's I tell guys all the time, okay, that if you want to be... This incredible dynamic person with women, you have to believe in being that dynamic, incredible person. Right. So there's no shortcut. There really isn't. And, and guys will email me all the time and I get so annoyed, you know. Yeah. If you could just help me on this one situation, my life will change. No, it won't. Because you're not confident. Right. Because I, I can smell lack of confidence. So what these exercises do is they teach you how to really retune yourself into the environment that you live in. Because really, life is just a stage and that's all it is. Everywhere you go, you're literally directing and being involved in your own movie. So if you can't observe, and all of us can observe because we learn that as children, right, until our parents basically told us to stop observing and, you know, start becoming fearful of things. So what I teach men is to really go out and observe the surroundings. Yeah. A woman is drinking a glass of water. She's all sweaty and hot. She sucks it down. Yeah. My God, you know, it's very simple to walk over her and just go, man, you were thirsty, you know, and it's the way you say it. You know, there's... That Jerry Maguire moment. Remember that movie, Jerry Maguire? Yeah, I love that movie. You know, when he babbles and babbles and babbles and babbles and babbles, and she said, stop, you had me at hello. Right. It's because hello is a very powerful word. Hello had authority. And men need to realize that no, it's not what you say. It's how you say it and how you own your words. I have walked up to women in so many situations. I've walked up to women in Victoria's Secret. looking at They're looking at lingerie. I'll walk directly over them and go, my God. 
If your boyfriend doesn't think that's the hottest thing in the world, give me his number, okay? Because I'm going to beat him senseless and get him a pair of glasses. And I'll say that with a fucking smile across my face, left and right, and I'll own those words, right? And the woman will look at me immediately and go, it's not, I don't have a boyfriend. I'll be like, well, when are you going to wear it for me? And boom, confidence, right? Why do I say stuff like that? Because I have observed it. I observe a woman looking through lingerie. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to say it. And women love ballsy stuff. I mean, they watch James Bond movies. They watch George Clooney. They watch these Hugh Grant movies. And all they do is get wet when the guy walks over there and says the most crazy, random thing based on what's going on in their reality. So those exercises are teaching guys how to really do that, how to see these things, and then how to use it. Because openers are only good if you come up with it. Yep. You know, otherwise, you know, a woman's looking at lingerie, and then you walk over and go, excuse me, who cheats more, men or women? I read that on Style Life, and I just, you know, my name is, you know, Tommy Two-Tones. You know, I mean, it's like, come on. The woman's thinking of hot lingerie, either for herself or for a guy in the future she hasn't met yet, or, you know, the boyfriend that she's trying to rekindle with, and she's thinking sex, and you walk over there and you come up with some stupid thing. I'm thinking of a number between one and seven. Oh my God, you said seven? I could strangle those things, and that's what those voices are for, because I really, those guys talk like that, you know, because they don't own their word. Yeah. So these exercises are designed, and the new version of it, I put exercises in there, Angel, where people, where guys actually record themselves talking, speaking, telling stories, mm-hmm. listening to themselves, because one of the greatest exercises that men never do <laughs> is go out, talk to people, and record it. See if you're interesting or not. Then go home and tell a story about, you know, how you had the best tuna fish sandwich in the world. Who cares what the subject is? And listen. Was it exciting? Was it interesting? Would you interject something? Okay, so it's doing this work. And if guys do this work, women are easy. Not only that, they'll make so much more money in their business because they'll learn how to be communicators and listeners. I I really like the exercises. I mean, my fear with, like, books, like like that is that the guys read them and they don't do the exercises which is their own fault but they really have to do those exercises to get the value from them, right and there was a lot in there um, you said something about you know the, the lingerie opener um, I think for a lot of guys starting to this that might seem really really scary and, and extreme so how would you get them from where they are today um, do they take little steps to go, to go that far, or do they never go that far? No. no, they take baby steps. I couldn't do the lingerie opener until I did the observation. So I tell people it's the same theory. It's the same thing every time. Observe. So walk out, walk out into your world one day and observe everything you see and then write it down. Because what you're writing down is all your openers. A woman trips and falls, you think to yourself, what a klutz, there's an opener, okay? Yeah. A woman is drinking a cup of coffee, she looks like she burned her lip, you can walk over there and say, did you burn your lip on that cup of coffee? <laughs> you see a woman looking at muffins at a farmer's market, you see her darting back and forth from eye to eye, yeah. and you look at her and go, can't decide, is it a, do you want a muffin or do you want a cookie right now, right? I mean, they're your openers, okay? So you really can go out all day long and observe and create natural openers. The next thing to do is to go out there and say hello to people so you realize that people don't hate you. You realize that people are not angry. You realize that people are really looking to be friendly because most people walk around life in a coma. They're basically in a self-induced coma, okay? They're looking for someone else to lead them out of that coma. The problem is everybody's waiting for somebody to lead them out of that coma, right? So if you go out and say hello, all of a sudden you realize that people are actually pretty friendly. Aha. So what do you do next? Then you go and you take those observations and you go out there and you talk to everybody. Men, women, children, dogs, cats, aliens. It doesn't make a difference. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to become that friendly guy. If you're out there all day long 
talking to everybody, right? When you finally see the hot woman, it's not going to be like you haven't gone up to the plate all day long. You've been talking to people. You've been friendly. Your energy's great. The woman will sense it, smell it, see it, and actually become attracted to you before you even open your mouth. So when you open your mouth, you're opening it based on an observation like you've been, like you've been doing all day long. And the conversation is effortless. So you can start very slowly. Right. Really slowly. Another thing that I tell guys to do in, in the new version of the book is find five places where you're an expert. So let's say you love going to Whole Foods because you're a lazy person and you don't like to cook. Let's say you're a coffee addict. Let's say you're an alcoholic, okay? You know, let's say you're a movie buff, right? So what do you do? You go Saturday night to the movies, okay? You go to a video store and you can talk to people about what? Movies, common ground stuff. You're at Whole Foods and you've eaten there every single day of your life because you're lazy or any other market. You can talk to people about turkey meatloaf, right? You can have conversations. So I tell guys to create a story that they can use in every single situation. For me, for instance, I have a dog. I've had a dog my entire adult life. Not the same dog because then the dog would be very old. But whenever a woman would see my dog, she would say the same thing. Oh my God, she's so cute. So I had a story that I would always share. You think she's cute? Let me tell you something. I pay all the bills. She's a freeloader. I walk in at night, you know, and I step on a rawhide, okay? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a person who likes to take my shoes up before I come into my house. Step on a rawhide. It digs into my it digs into my foot, right? And not only that, she's on the couch wagging her tail. She doesn't even greet me. She's so lazy. Do you want her? And I've done it all my life. And I'll take the, I'll look at my dog and I'll get down on my knees and I'll go, go ahead, go to your new master, right? And I'll command the woman, come on, come on down, come on down here, meet my dog, right? You know, Daphne, this is, what's your name? She goes, Amy. Daphne, Amy, Amy, Daphne, you guys bond a little bit and I'll let you have her. The girl will go, really? And I go, what are you kidding? I said, you think I'm, I'm crazy enough to give my dog to a total stranger? I said, I don't even know you yet. I don't know anything about you, your eating habits, you, you know. Your life, your exercise, I mean, my God, you could be like a chronic alcoholic, you know, putting booze in my dog's ball. And I have used that probably 2,000 times. Is it a routine? No. Because a routine means you don't listen. A routine means that you have this opener and you think there's a pre, you know, an answer after the fact. I created this myself because I know it works. And if you think about life, we can create our own openers based on what works. So that's why I tell guys to go into these places, go into these places, and if you've eaten the turkey meatloaf a thousand times and a woman says, I'll have turkey meatloaf, you can go, you know, I'm a turkey meatloaf expert. And you can just talk about like, this is the best turkey meatloaf you've ever had in your entire life. Have you eaten here before? Have you had it before? You know, you can share and talk and communicate and bond. So that's a great exercise for guys to do and they won't do it. A lot of them will think to themselves, oh my God, I gotta work. I got to work to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want to make a million dollars? Why don't you just go lay naked in the middle of Bryant Park, okay, with a sign on saying, please put money up my ass right now because I'm too lazy to work. So it's crazy. If you work at this, it's amazing. If you do these things, these are all the things that I did to meet the most beautiful women in the world, all over the world. You ever hear that all the time, Angel, with guys that go and they say, this won't work in London. This won't work in China. This won't work in Detroit. There must be a different method. Really? Because I've been laid in every single state, every continent, everywhere all over the world. I have met an incredible, amazing, beautiful woman. And I've had like this, you know, not just sex, you know, that you know, amazing, you know, spiritual sex where, you know, you're just connecting with them, not just like plowing them for a notch on the belt. 
Yeah, great stuff. Like one of the things I noticed in uh, this is kind of what you were just talking about is the conversation. You talk about uh, man talk and woman talk. Are you going to keep that in the new version? Oh God, yeah. Man talk and woman talk is great because as men we talk like this in sentences. So Angel, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Wow, you're from London. Cool. I love London. Me, me too. What are you doing in New York? You doing a you doing a uh, uh, handbag? That's so cool, man. What type of stuff? Is it, is, is it you know, not? No, we're going to kick them. So really, in men, we have 30-second conversation. We've exchanged man facts. Right. These are man facts. So now we know whether or not we could be friends in 30 seconds or less, right? Okay, I can hang with this guy, man. He's got common interests, right? Women, they look at you like you have ADD when you do that. So women, you look and just go, man, you're from New York? She goes, no, I actually grew up in, in Westchester. You know, if you don't say, really, where? She can't. She wants to share. Women want to share with you her upbringing in Westchester and where she lived and how she spilled daddy's girl and all that other stuff. You can't sit there and fun factor to death for the first 30 seconds. A woman, it's just a story that goes into another story, into another one. And really, after 20 minutes, you might really just be talking deeper about her upbringing and childhood. And then after 20 minutes, she goes... Oh my God, I've never told a total stranger this. Man talk, we've covered 75 different topics in 20 minutes. Right. So it's a really important thing to learn because if you don't learn how to speak their language, you'll never learn how to connect with them. And the more you learn how to speak their language, the better the sex is because then they feel like they're having sex with themselves. And it's wonderful because a woman loves to connect with somebody she thinks is her soulmate. Because women are into this stuff. Get into this stuff, guys. If you're not into it, you're never going to learn. And if you want to have caveman sex your whole life, then fine. But it's not worth it. Caveman sex versus real sex, there's no, no comparison. Yeah, so you talked about attra- attraction momentum. Is I guess that's still in there. And this method that like kind of guys have of being very ADD. So you take someone who's kind of new to this and he asks uh, 20 questions, which is what you were just talking about, right? It's like, how old are you? Where you come from? And all of this, which is, as you say, very distracting for the girl and you can't develop any rapport or anything. Um, but you go on to talk about attraction momentum and how a girl will slowly get more attracted to you as you allow the conversation to kind of stay on the subject and develop naturally. You will... If you're going in there, you're going in there like a bull in a china shop. And that's what I call openers, right? There is no attraction going to be formed. Yeah. If you go in there and you listen and you listen and you react and like you go, oh, wow, that's so cool. And you react and you encourage her to speak more and you share something about yourself. The attraction starts building because what happens is women are very emotional-based creatures. They don't, they're don't, they not instantly attracted with their penis because they don't have a penis, right? They like to connect emotionally. So they like to connect in a moment. They want they want that magic moment to happen. Right? All of a sudden, it's Christmas time. Bells are ringing, you know. All of a sudden, you know, you know she's feeling in the holiday mood. She's looking at the you know the Saks Fifth Avenue window, and you walk over and just go, God, that reminds me of my childhood. I said I remember when my dad used to come here. And this when's the first time you saw this window? And then all of a sudden she goes, God, that's so funny. She goes, My dad brought me here when I was six years old. I said, where'd you grow up? And all of a sudden you start talking and it gets deeper and she shares something about herself. That's what attraction is to women. They share. You share something, she shares something. It's not fun facts. There's no mission in fun facts. And you can't do well if you're like Larry King. So tell me the last time you had an orgasm. That's just wonderful. Great. So tell me about the relationship you had with with Jay-Z. Really, that's just wonderful. So tell me how many years you lived in New York City. Oh, fantastic. So tell me, do you drink water or Aquavina? Oh, fantastic. You know what I mean? That's like, I know guys that have done that because they've been coached by these, you know, by these man-boy PUA guys to, like, ask questions and listen. 
and be mysterious. No, you sound like a talk show host, okay? Because I've seen guys do this, and I've seen women after five minutes go, what are you, interviewing me? Yeah. So feel, respond, look in their eyes, show them you're a real man, you know? It's like real men have eye contact. Real men don't worry about their body language. Real men lead with their own body language. And I put that into the new version because I truly believe that if you lead with your body language, who cares what her hair flip is? Because if you're looking for, like, the flip of the hair, you're right. not paying attention to what she's saying. Oh, my yeah. God, she flipped her hair. What does it mean? It meant that she flipped her hair. She had an itch, and she took her finger, and you didn't notice this, against her scalp, and she moved it, and she took care of that itch, and she flipped her hair. She crossed her leg to the left. What does it mean? Well, you know, it, she, her leg is now facing you. It could mean that she's attracted to you, but it can also really mean that she's more comfortable. Or maybe she's wearing the, you know, the egg vibrator, and it's vibrating too strong, and she wants to squeeze her legs together again. Who the hell knows? Who cares? Lead, and she will follow. Right. So you're talking about the whole over-analysis, you know. What, what do you think about, I mean, there's quite a lot of guys who read a lot of books out there. Um, is, that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Should they try and limit the number of things they read and, and get out there? What, what would you suggest? I suggest who, you'd want, who do you want to be? You know, take a look at who you're buying from. You know, it, it, don't buy from anybody who doesn't put a picture of themselves up, because then you're buying from the Wizard of Oz. Right. Basically, a guy that probably can't get laid if his life depended on it, but he's really good in theory, so he's able to write and market the hell out of you, so you're buying from that. Check out the lifestyle of the person you're buying from. Good. Are they a cool person? You know, are they somebody that you want to hang with? I mean, look at, you know, I'm not a George Bush fan at all, but he got elected because everybody thought he could have a beer with them. I mean, that's the same thing. Is this somebody that you can hang with? Is this somebody that cultivates? Is this somebody who has a lifestyle like yours? You know, are they in a relationship? You know, be careful of the gurus that aren't in relationships and haven't had one. Because there's something scary about that. Because really, what is the end result of this? We want to meet a great woman, right? We want to, you know, really, if you think about it, most guys doing this don't want to be Don Juan, you know? Don't really want to be a perpetual bachelor. Most of them really eventually would like to get married and meet somebody. So take a look at the guy. Take a look at his personal life. Also take a look at how much he exposes of his personal life. How much do you know about him? Is he, does he believe his own messaging? Does he have a good reputation? And try to find somebody, honestly... Who's a little older than you? If you're 21 years old, don't you know buy from a 21 year old guy. What the hell does he know? You know, buy from somebody who's you know gone through it. If you're a divorced guy, you know I don't care how good a 25 year old is at picking up women. He has no clue what it's like to be divorced. So why would you even go and buy something from a guy who's never been married, never had that mindset before, and doesn't understand where you're at? So just find that person that it relates to, and then work with that person. You know, really buy their products. Yeah. Ask questions, you know. I got email coaching that I do, you know. A, you know, ask questions. Maybe go to a seminar that they do, but really invest money and time in yourself because, you know, I've done that. We've all done that as an entrepreneur. Every time I started a business, I would go invest money in a business coach, a lot of money in a business coach, five figures, so I can learn some of the ins and outs of that business, right? Because that's what we do. We research. It's research and development. So yep. find somebody you relate to. You know, ask yourself those questions. Could you hang with this person? If a guy's name is, you know, Trevi Deli Man, P-U-A, are you going to be able to go, you know, introduce him to all your buddies? Hey, man, I learned a lot from Trevi Deli, the P-U-A guy. Think about it. And I'm not knocking. You know, I've been known to knock P-U-A's. You know, that's always been my shtick. But I don't have much respect for most of them because I don't like what they do. Um, I've seen most of them. 
Um, I've seen the way they dress, the way they act. They're 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 man boys, most of them, you know, and they're not really understanding the concept. And then there's some guys that are just really good. There's some guys that are in relationships and really value women, and most of them are older. You know, yeah. Let's. I want. I want to go just a little bit back to you know the whole thing of routines you were saying and um, asking loads of questions, which you know guys tend to do that when they're anxious and they get nervous uh, and they start falling back on just questions because they're kind of like saying like I don't want to own own this. I, I just want to fire questions and like let the girl take responsibility. So I'm just putting all. You know, all the emphasis on her. She's going to drive the whole thing because I don't feel like I can carry it because I'm scared about it. So, you know, routines are one of the ways guys try to get over that. Now, how would you how would you say they should get over that? Instead of using routines, what could they do to try and get over this like anxiety, which causes them just to fall back on these questions? Really, go to one place that you're comfortable. Right. Really master one location. Yeah. Okay, wherever, and you got to make sure that there are women there. Okay, it can't be you know the, the, the you know the worlds of war lord game room you know on 14th Street, right? You go to a place where you know you're knowledgeable of things. You know, if you're a wine aficionado, go to wine stores. You know, if you're a you know coffee shop aficionado, go to coffee shop. But start talking to people, not just women. People. You have to become a good conversationalist first, right? The men that just sit back and wait for the beautiful woman to pass by are always the man that's continually sitting back waiting for the beautiful woman to pass by. Right. So start talking to people. Sit down in a coffee shop and start talking to people. Start talking to neighbors. Maybe you're a foodie. And I do this all the time in restaurants. I love food. So, I mean, I, I'm sitting at, a, you know, right now we're sitting at a table. So picture, you know, right now there's a, and I did this yesterday with a client. There was this absolutely breathtakingly beautiful woman and her mother. Mother is probably sixty and beautiful. The girl's probably twenty-five and beautiful. Yeah. I'm just sitting there, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like they're eating something, and they get the couscous. And my friend, you know, my client had the couscous, and I look at them. And I go, I saw you look at her food. I did. You copied, okay? I saw, I saw you do it. I mean, it's great marketing, isn't it? You yeah. know, and they start cracking up, right? And we got into this like amazing conversation. You know, about why, you know, about this restaurant and the food there, and then, you know, how long they've been living in the city, and then it talked about, then we talked about family, and we talked, I mean, it just, it just went. So, you get good at things you're good at. And by communicating with anybody, communicating with a mother, communicating with a father, communicating with a guy, you start getting confident and realizing, hey, I got good communication skills. I can talk. People like me, you know, it's like, and you start smiling, you start feeling good, and if you do this every day in that one place, you start getting really, like, confident, you know, your confidence starts feeling good, so then you think to yourself, well, if I could do this in Starbucks, I could, or a restaurant, I could do this in, in the supermarket, I can do this in a bar, so find that place and build your communication skills. And then it will feel more comfortable, and, and these issues won't come up, and... So it's kind of like a step-by-step uh, confidence-expanding process. You should always be trying to expand your conversational comfort, and eventually it'll just get easier with even the girls you're attracted to. Because in, in the book, you also say that it's only really when you come against the girl you're attracted to where, where all of this anxiety and, and fear kicks in and stops you behaving the way you want it. Well, yeah, I mean, I call it the lip-quivering moment, you know. It's because you have not done a thing all day long. You haven't built up the confidence. So you walk over to this woman, you walk over like a scared dog. If you've ever seen two dogs together, 
there's a there's a confident there's a dog confident just sitting wagging its tail and the insecure dog kind of like slouches its shoulders and walks over right usually the confident dog could care less about the insecure dog it's we're animals we feel this we smell it we sense it so you you really have to realize that the reason why I can walk over to any single woman is because I don't care about the outcome I don't care whether or not she's going to be sucking my dick tonight. I don't care whether or not she's going to you know, be my next girlfriend. I don't have a fantasy about her at all. I walk over to her and I just basically present myself and see if she's worthy of me because I know I'm the catch. Yeah. Not her. So these guys, just they haven't worked on their skills enough. And they're always waiting for that like home run moment, and that home run moment doesn't come. And a good analogy is, you know, look at the look at most. How come when you know if, when Peyton Manning, if he gets hurt, which he never does, but let's say the quarterback gets hurt and the, and the second string quarterback comes in, all hell usually breaks loose on the field. You know, interception, sack, fumble. Why? They're not in the they're not in the flow of the game, and life is a game, and you got to get into the flow of life in order to be master of the game. Great, great. And like we're talking about getting comfortable with conversation here. Um, another thing you talk about is wing flappers and people talking too much and how like women have told you, man, I wish that guy would have just shut up. I was so attracted to him and you know he just kept on talking and after a while it, it was gone. So what's that about? Well, the art of conversation is to listen. You know, and the fact is, talkers like to manipulate conversations so that they're like deeper braggers. Okay, so what they do is some reason or another, and it's funny. Yesterday I was with a client, and uh, I wrote a blog because you know I write a blog every day on my site, and I wrote one called Airplane Boy. There was this five-year-old kid who we was sitting in a deli, right? And the kid, look, I looked at the kid, and the kid was running around in circles, pretending he's an airplane. I looked at him, he looked at me, and he thought I was thinking he was cute. In reality, I was thinking, like, fucking kid's got no discipline whatsoever. It's like we're in a public restaurant. He should be sitting down eating with his mother. He should be able to sit for 15 minutes, you know, and then take this hyperactive monster to the park, right? So, I want, um, a little fact you might not know is that David just had a baby recently, so it's kind of related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like tyrants. So, here's the thing. I mean, you have, like, this kid looking. So, he looks at me, right? And all of a sudden, he whizzes by me like an airplane 10, 15 times. That, kid, that guy is going to come back and be a wing flapper one day, right? Because he has no clue of what people are feeling. He's not in touch with his emotions because as a young kid, his mom has let him run rampant. And, you know, and he's got no, you know, no discipline. And that's what it is. It's like, it's like verbal discipline. So the guy that's basically bragging has no clue how much he's actually repelling people. When he goes over and starts bragging, you know, the other day, man, I'll tell you, Oh man, I just had a great day. I got a bonus, so I just and I got rid of my Audi A6, and I just I wanted an RS8, you know. And I just I got it. Or you know, they're always talking about themselves. You know, I was just in London, you know, and it was wonderful. I stayed at the W in London. I got to tell you something, they love me. You know, it's like ooh, vomit. She doesn't want to fuck you. She wants to fuck you. She wants to give you the finger and tell you to get the hell out of there because you're not a listener. And you're usually a conversation. Usually these guys are conversation killers. So what happens, you're at an art gallery party. You know nothing about art, right? You're standing around a bunch of people. Everybody's talking about art. Instead of kicking back and listening and learning, because life repeats itself every 30 days, and you're going to need this information again at the next art party you go to, right? So you can actually contribute. This guy goes, well, I'll tell you, I had a taxi ride the other day, and i got to tell you, they just start, they change conversation topics because they can't stand being a background figure, they always think they got to be in the foreground, but in reality, everybody wants to keep them in the background. 
That's really interesting. So they should stick with the conversation of the theme where they are, the situation. Like you were saying, like go to places where you feel comfortable, right? If it's wine or whatever. Um, but there's also like if you don't feel like you have any of that, I guess it's to like pick one and start developing your experience in that area. And you'll have to start somewhere. And if you don't know much, you know, maybe not talk about the taxi, but just try to like make some conversation to start with. You got to start. I mean, this is just not going to happen. It's like stop the madness. Like. All these guys are insane. I think there's a miracle cure. Let me give you a pill. It's called ecstasy, okay? Take ecstasy, okay, every single day. And I guarantee you're going to get laid within a week. How about Prozac? That one works. Nah, these guys can't use Prozac. Ecstasy will get them out of their head and into their heart, you know? I mean, and ecstasy, if you think about it, was developed in the 70s for couples that were lacking intimacy. So really, the real meaning behind it used to be a prescription. So the real meaning behind the drug was actually that, right? You know, to get people to get out of their social inhibition. So... It's like, stop thinking there's a magic pill. Stop thinking there's three words you can say that's going to change. You know, I remember I was coaching this guy one time. And we were in Whole Foods, and you'll love this, right? So we're standing there in Whole Foods, and I go, observe. So I said, the woman's ordering a tuna sandwich. She goes, God, I love the tuna here. I said, well, go talk to her. He, and he walked over, he goes, oh, you're ordering my favorite sandwich in the world here. What type of bread you have on it on? Because he was into it. Because he loves right. tuna here. They were talking and laughing for 10 minutes because he was at ease. He was an expert comes back he goes oh my god that was the greatest thing in the entire world I just figured it all out I know what I've been doing wrong my whole life I said great let's go to Blockbuster you're a movie fan he goes absolutely I said let's go to Blockbuster and let's go do this again he goes I can't wait so we're in Blockbuster okay he sees a woman looking at movies right I think she was looking at some uh, Mel Gibson movie you know uh, that, that Bible movie he did a long time ago right I forgot what it was called the controversial one great conversation you can have, right? And this guy walks over there like a little kid in a candy store and goes, oh my God, have you ever been to Whole Foods across the street? They got the best tuna sandwiches in the world. <laughs> the woman, holding on to this movie, right, looks and goes, God, that's nice, thanks. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I got to tell you, if you have it on the rye bread, make sure you get it toasted. Oh, thank you. She walked away. He looks at me and goes, well, that didn't work again. I don't understand it. I said, what was she doing? He goes, she was holding a Mel Gibson movie, that like Passions of the Christ or something. Man, that movie was controversial and raw. I said, and what could you have done? I said, I probably could have asked her if she wanted to watch the movie, but this just worked. I wanted to do it again. I said, no. So he got the concept. He just was so excited because he really, truly believed that one thing and one thing only would work. Right, right. All right, great. So we talked about building confidence. Uh, listening. What what else have you got in day to win that's like like key, or is it like basically building through those steps? Just building you? through those steps, yeah. and then finding the places, and then you know videotaping yourself. There's one one awesome. new exercise that I did was videotape yourself telling a story. Yeah. What do you look like? Who are you all? You know, what are you all about? Another new exercise I put in is get go to online dating site and read women's profiles. Read what they're looking for. Yeah. Read who they are. Most of these guys don't even know women because a lot of guys have such limited experience with women. And it's not a knock at all. We all have to start somewhere. But they have no experience with women whatsoever, so they don't really know. All they know is is that they want to do them, you know, or they want to go out with them. They want a girlfriend. They're sick of being alone. But they don't understand them. So an exercise I tell guys to do, and I go much deeper into the reasons why in the book, is read women's profiles. Read them. That's, you know, that's a good idea. And learn women. Yeah. And I and, and then you know, and then I, I I go off on some little tangents and some little exercises that they can do that really get deeper so they can even get deeper and understand women even more. 
Well, I look, I look forward to reading it because, you know, what, what I've read so far, like, I, I think it's one of the best things I've seen for someone who hasn't, you know, he's really just getting into this dating advice thing, uh, and it's all new to him. Well, like, David, thank you very much oh, for this interview pleasure. today. It's been great to meet you, too. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope we'll be able to do this again sometime. Absolutely. I look forward to it. This interview was brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast, so you can get good with women in months, not years. Find us at www.datingskillsreview.com.